0: residents who suffer from everyday boredom. Do you sit
1: around at, at night looking, night looking night. at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually that'd be a little weird instead. Just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average
0: mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and dream specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis' most unique trivia
1: experience to your next party. Work function, our special event.
2: Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday
0: boredom. We're excited with win prizes, laughing out loud, high the eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com
1: Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito.
2: Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop, Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Sitting um, in a different seat today. Get get adjusted here. All right, we got an action-packed edition of the program coming your way this Saturday as we do every single week. Coming up in hour number two, we will talk professional wrestling. It's the Wrestling Hour at 11 every Saturday. Today's Saturday. Obviously, that's why I'm on the air. We're going to have the Wrestling Hour coming up. Oh, man, it's an action-packed edition of the Wrestling Hour. WWE SmackDown Live was just here the other day. And we will recap that. We'll take your phone calls on that as well. If you want to call in, give us your thoughts. If you were inside FedEx Forum for SmackDown Live, uh, we've got the Bill Superstar Dundee scheduled to join us during that hour. And uh, Derek King. And as I said, we'll take your phone calls as we recap uh, the SmackDown show here in Memphis. A very good show on Tuesday night. At the forum, also Amari Sankofa will join us from The Athletic. He's coming in studio today. He'll be in hour one and an hour number two. He writes about the Grizzlies for The Athletic, and he was inside FedEx Forum for SmackDown. So he's going to pull double duty on the show today, be with us in hour one and hour number two. But we do start every week talking with Local 24 sports reporter and anchor and the co-host of the Still Not Engaged podcast, which is now the Still Not Married podcast. Her name is Jessica Benson, and she joins me now.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, huh, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes I am, and he goes by the name.
2: <laughs> Good morning, Jessica. Are we there? All right, what's happening? Can we get Jessica? What's happening? Technical difficulties. Oh, mercy. mercy. Let's figure out what is happening here. Drew Drew on the other side of the glass. Drew Barrett here today. We're a different producer every single Saturday right now. Uh, Max Vincent is off on his new gig. So we've got new producers here every week. I'm not blaming this on Drew whatsoever. I'm blaming this on technical difficulties. It's part of the reason why I'm sitting over in a different chair today. They remodeled the studio a few weeks ago. Just got adjusted to that. Now, come in. The computer. My regular chair is now working. There's so many different new buttons and stuff that I don't know what to touch anymore. Let's completely see, so, different. so, Jessica's on now? Can you hear me, Hey. Hello. Hey. Can you hear
0: me? Yeah. Oh, hey. What's up?
2: What's up? Good morning.
0: Good morning. I was just saying that thanks for the reminder on the Still Not Married podcast, I got to write up our recap so it can get posted next Monday.
2: It's dropping Monday.
0: It should drop Monday, if not Monday, Tuesday. I give a little leeway. But yes, early next week, we'll call it that.
2: Fantastic. This is a big week for you. Before we get into talking about what we will remember in the week, uh, as far as Memphis sports is concerned, I do want to take a moment to look back and reflect on your three years in Memphis. You've been in Memphis for three years?
0: Three years. That's like a seventh of my life. No, no, wait! I'm not 21 years old. <laughs> that's a ninth, a ninth of my life. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a long time. Good, that's chunk. A
2: good chunk. And you, you, you celebrated that moment. You commemorated it with a, a photo in front of the Memphis sign, or did you take? That's an old picture you just posted.
0: No, no, no. We did. We went. all the way. Chris and I went out to the Memphis sign, we had never been there, What's and new? we showed up. We showed up at seven twenty eight, and they. Stop letting people in at seven thirty, and they weren't going to let us go in. And Chris just was like, "Please, please let us go." <laughs> so they let us through, and we ran to the Memphis State closed it at eight p.m. in the River Park area. But it's a—I want to go back when I can, like, really explore the area because it's really cool. Uh, I now understand. I think it was you who had mentioned like the the river thing, the that rep, they have yeah, made the out of concrete, the replica. Yeah. yeah, so that was cool. You can follow that. You can look at it. Um, I saw they had like a little kayaking area. I asked Chris if you could swim in that pool, and he said no. <laughs> um, but I think it should be made into a swimming pool. Well, you're I
2: think that would be few, fantastic. A few decades late on that, so let's let's back to it. So you're uh, talking you're talking, about, it. you're talking about Mud Island. And first off, they closed. This is good to know. So they do. They closed the park around seven thirty or eight. I guess around dark is when they close.
0: Parking closes at seven thirty, and the park itself closes at eight.
2: The sign is this is the brand new sign, and if you have social media, you've seen it at this point on somebody's feed. They've gone downtown. They've taken the picture. It's overlooking the skyline uh it's 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 a it's cool it's a cool image to get and you want to grab it i want to you know my my I my pregnant wife at home listening i i wanted to like we need to go get a picture of you next to this sign while you uh are pregnant right oh, so it's a show long the baby, walk. but it's a long it's walk a long walk that's yeah, what i was asking was surprise. you it's too long yeah. to walk, so we've got to get like i think
0: yeah i think she might need like a chair <laughs> well you could like put her put her on a bird scooter maybe I don't. I don't know if they have bird scooters out there. Actually, no. That that is too
2: dangerous. That is too. You
0: probably got to wait. You probably got to wait for little Cerrito to come into the world, and then he/she can get on the picture train too.
2: (sighs) I really wanted to get that picture, but is so it is far away from parking. That's what I was asking you. (laughs) It
0: is. It was a solid. I mean, it's not like exorbitantly long, but it's at least I don't know, like between a five and ten minute walk.
2: Not as. Right.
0: Low as five, but not as much as ten.
2: Twenty minutes for a pregnant woman, probably. For, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say
0: maybe a little <laughs> extra slow there in
2: that situation. But we've get, so you've been to you have not been to Mud Island yet. This
0: is of course featured. I've been to Mud Island. Okay. I went to a I went to a Nora Jones concert at the amphitheater my first year here. Our neighbors were like, giving away tickets and I got off on some random Thursday night early. And so we went to a Nora Jones concert there and uh that was that was it. It was cool. It was really cool to go. We go over to like Harbor Town area to those restaurants every now and then, and we have a couple friends who live over there, so we'll end up at their places. But we had never been to the the River Park, and it was something I plan to go back to. We actually we went to the Mud Island Dog Park like a week and a half ago because we're doing this new thing where we we do we're on Rover. So if you have dogs out there and you need someone to watch your dogs, please find us on Rover. Um, so we took our dog over to the Mud Island. River or dog park, and that was lovely too. A wonderful dog park to go to.
2: Yeah, Mud, Mud, Mud Island is great, and it's just it needs some improvements. The amphitheater is uh, is awesome. I wish I've, I'm a big fan of going to concerts at amphitheaters more than going. Me to too. I arenas. grew up in Red Rock.
0: You know. like, oh you, Red Rocks oh my goodness! My growing up in Colorado, so I yeah. love anything that gives you that kind of experience. And I think the amphitheater is really cool, and it's it's small enough that you have like that intimate concert experience. I just haven't seen a ton of people come through uh, necessarily that make me say like, "Oh, I really got to get over to the amphitheater for that concert." I also work weekends, so I know well, nothing. And it's <laughs> it's a small. It's I a, have no Saturdays.
2: It's a little too small. That's the problem. I wish, and we're in the city's discussing different ways to improve. For years, been talking about different ways to since since Tom Cruise went to Mud Island in the firm. Which, if you've not watched the firm, you need yeah. to watch the. Uh, like we've been talking about ways to improve it, and and then. Bass Pro opens up, so people are saying that they're going to be putting zip lines down there and they're going to be doing all this Ooh. cool stuff. I thought they should have put the Zip and Pippin, which is our roller coaster, which is now in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Elvis's favorite ride, uh, we lost to, to Wisconsin, should have been put down wow. there on the river. Like It would be awesome to have a, a roller coaster on the river, but the Amphitheater, I think they could upgrade it. I think it needs to be a little bit bigger to get the bigger names, like it, some of these that go to South Haven, which is fine. South Haven, I, I, I love North Mississippi as well. I have not had a chance to go down there to the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. but uh, yeah, it I doubt- be
0: as small as it is right now. No. So the, it's,
2: a, it's a little too small. The replica, as you mentioned, is very it's educational and fun for the kids, right? So the kids can can learn while they splash around. Uh, about the Mississippi river, but the, the end of it, the Gulf of Mexico. So it ends at the big Gulf of Mexico at the end. That did used to be a swimming pool when it first opened. And wow. I, I have swam in it uh, as a child. And um, I, I think it would be cool to be a pool again, but there was issues I think of, uh, of keeping it, it clean. Cause it was kind of, I don't know if it I was get built it. as a pool. It might've not been built as a pool, then turned into a pool. a pool. And then, so if you're, you don't have the proper plumbing, uh, in there, and then at some point in the in the eighties, there was like a, a small little like water park in that area. They called Bud uh, Boogie Beach, and it was like a Bud being Budweiser sponsored. Look it up on Wikipedia; <laughs> like, you kidding. can learn about like uh, what was happening there in Mud Island. So Mud Island is awesome. That so sounds you, great. So three years you celebrated it at Mud Island. Have, have you? What is on your Memphis bucket list? I know you've got to have one that you still haven't done. Like, what do you got to oh, do? Oh,
0: jeez. Uh, that's a great question.
2: We may need to There's develop
0: we really want to go back to the national civil rights museum. We went our very first week when we moved here um, and we told ourselves that we needed to get back. And so now that we're three years in, it's time to, to go back and revisit that. We have a couple like fancy restaurants where we've postponed our anniversary celebrations. This, we just have been really busy this summer. So we still have an anniversary dinner to do. And we're looking at like, like either on Broad or Southern Social or Prime down here, like a nice. We've done a lot of really great restaurants in the city, so we're kind of we we don't have a ton of options left of new. There are a million places to eat in Memphis, so anyone who ever has any recommendations, please reach out. But we have been to quite a few, and we like we really dove into the Memphis experience when we moved here. So we've really done like. A lot. I would love to go to the Levitt Show. Like I said, I work weekends, so that has never been able to come together because I'm always in studio on Saturday nights or Friday night,
2: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. uh, Certain times during the year. Yeah, Levitt Show would be fun. We could
0: maybe hit it up. Like Thursday has potential, but the rest we always get kind of stuck. Um, We've been, I mean, from everywhere, from in Memphis to the little like weekend trips surrounding Memphis. We've done a lot. But, yeah, I I don't know. We we somehow find new things to experience. I, I hate to, like, bring up the other side of the state in a what's your Memphis bucket list situation, but we really want to go to Gatlinburg, but it's just far enough away that it makes it tough to do for a little, like, two-day trip. Because um, I do miss the mountains, being a Colorado native. So that's, that's on our list to try this year.
1: It could be a
2: fun, yeah. that could be a, a, yeah. Do it in the fall or the fall or the spring. Fall, best time to go to Gatlinburg. Okay.
0: But Good to know. Good to
2: know. The, I mean, it's a tourist tourist town, but.
0: Yes. We love tourist towns.
2: You like those art, arcades and stuff? Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. Mountains and yeah. with, uh, easy <laughs> to get Mountains to.
0: Mountains and
2: arcades. And arcades. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know how that's on your bucket. But what is is there something recently? I know, like I remember we were talking. I don't remember when this was. Where you where you you know found out you you discovered the shopping center next to the Paradiso, <laughs> and that was such oh a big God, deal for yes. you,
0: right? There, I just went back. I just went back there too to City Silo. I got some like healthy kale bowl, and really proud of myself for that lunchtime decision in Memphis. Um, yeah, that was wild. What else have we done recently? Well, the Mud Island River Park, we I I thought the Memphis sign just sat on a bluff over on Mud Island. Honestly, I did not understand what that entire River Park situation was mm-hmm. over there. Um, hmm. Well, eh, I don't know. I'm gonna keep my keep my eyes all open. Right, yeah, now. we'll
2: keep it. We'll keep we'll uh, we'll we'll bring bring this back around. Uh, uh, soon, I'm sure we're going to try to Let's develop y'all. Y'all need to get a bucket list because I look, I know, look, I know you, you, you and Chris are going to go on to, to bigger and better things at some point. I mean, Chris was on the freaking cover of the Daily Memphian, if that's even a thing, um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's not a newspaper, but uh, uh, so, yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to make sure y'all experience Memphis. We got to find out there's got to be other things, because when I found out last week, you really were not. Uh, versed in my island. I'm like, yo, know, come on yeah, you, know, you gotta get into this and and figure yeah. it out. but
0: maybe your next think tank can be like <laughs> the ultimate Memphis bucket list, and we can mooch off that all
2: right that's a good idea actually that's a good I will write that down. Ooh. yeah, write Ooh. that down. I think that we could do this next week. Wonderful. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. So let's look back at the week in, in Memphis sports. Jessica Benson, of course, joining me. She's here every single Saturday at 10 a.m. The golf tournament ended since since we last spoke, but uh, we, who ended up winning this thing? <laughs> oh, I don't
0: know. A little guy named Brooks Koepka. Ooh. He's okay. He's all right.
2: Such a great finish yeah. there on Sunday. It, it was, was as good as you could get without Tiger Woods.
0: It was great. I mean, it was I, I disagree with uh, some people tried to like create the narrative of well. If anything could make you forget about Tiger Woods, not being in Memphis at this finish at the first WGC. No, I don't. I mean, Tiger Woods still didn't come. Like we will always remember that Tiger Woods did not come to the first WGC event in Memphis. However, we at least got a really spectacular golf tournament over there at TPC Southwood. And the fact that Brooks Kepka the number one golfer in the world is the guy who won. He's a he's a player who had been here. The la- I mean, I think this was his sixth time playing in Memphis. So he's someone who's been committed to coming to Memphis, not just came because he felt like he had to because it became a WGC event. He's been really into St. Jude and has visited there a handful of times. So for him to win, it just it felt really right. He did it in a pretty anti-climatic fashion. Like he was, he had a three stroke lead going into. 18 and he had been the final group with him and Roy McElroy. And so there'd been like a hope that, you know, it could have been this down to the wire finish. They're both coming up to 18th fairway and someone's got to make a putt. That wasn't what we got this time around, but we still got the world's number one golfer coming to Memphis and winning the inaugural WGC event. So I think it was really cool. I think it sets up this event to succeed nicely In the coming years as well, we found out that next year it's going to be on 4th of July weekend, which I think is interesting. Um, Everyone was really – a lot of people were really excited about it being on 4th of July weekend. I'm not sure if it helped or hurt. I have TBD to be decided because, I mean, people like to get away for 4th of July. And I think if if I'm right, the 4th is on a Saturday – it would be the Saturday next year. Yeah, the 4th is on a Saturday. So I think you might get like an uptick in attendance maybe in the the first two rounds on Thursday, Friday, because people are going to be off. On uh, What, Friday will be the company holiday. But do people still leave Memphis to, you know, go out and do whatever it is they typically do on July 4th? We'll see. But we should have, like, legit fireworks, so that's cool. Yeah. Right, that'll, be, that'll be fun. It'll be interesting.
2: Yeah, to go back, like... They- people that they say that hey, it makes you forget about Tiger Woods. It doesn't make you forget about because you're saying Tiger Woods name, right? In that sentence, yeah, like you're yeah. remembering <laughs> that Tiger's not here as you say that, but yeah, well, that is, that was an interesting uh, announcement this week that the tournament is going to happen uh, next year on July 4th. I do think attendance may be up, like you're saying in the daytime on some days, uh, and because you're going to be off for the 4th of July, but there's going to be lots of people out of town, but they do have advanced notice where they can make their plans, uh, yeah, I think it, I think want. that's the
0: biggest help is that you know they have from now until then to figure it out. So it's not even a six month situation; it's almost a full year where you can decide if you want to commit your Fourth of July around the WGC in Memphis.
2: Yeah, going going to the going to the golf tournament uh, or not? Uh, my first reaction when I saw it as someone who doesn't speak golf. It's, I was I thought, oh, this is terrible. I thought it was terrible, like to get moved to, <laughs> to the Fourth of July. Uh because there's just you're then competing with the Fourth of July. I love the week that it was this year. The weather ended up being perfect and it mm-hmm. and it may not be ideal to get Tiger Woods because it's so close to it was the, the British Open or whatever it was the week before. And uh so this this is a better spot in the schedule, they say, right? Because you're two weeks kind of yeah, uh, so away from weeks- everything.
0: Two, yeah, it's two weeks after the U.S. Open and two weeks before the Open Championship. So schedule-wise, it sits in a really nice place. I will say, I mean, schedule-wise, other than Tiger Woods, it really didn't affect anyone else this past year. And I don't think anything changes between, you know, this year and next Tiger Woods is right. Tiger Woods. He has the Tiger Woods brain, and if he feels like coming, he'll he's going to come. He, I don't think he necessarily feels like he owes it to anyone to come. And we have no idea if Tiger Woods is going to be able to get back to any level that we kind of, you know, hanging on that master's prayer of his win this year. We don't know if if that's kind of like the beginning of the end or if, you know, like years and years before when people have said, is this the beginning of the end? It's not. So Tiger Woods is such a wild card. And so to like be like oh the schedule sets up super nicely yeah it sets up nicely for Tiger Woods to not have as good of an excuse to. Get out of it next year. Well, he does have a good day.
2: excuse. But again, as the guy who doesn't speak golf. My first reaction, like, ooh, Fourth of July. Like, Tiger's not going to want to come to Memphis for Fourth of July. Like, everybody, I am- everybody, I agree. everybody, everybody in America wants to they, they they travel. They do, you know, some type of activity. He's going to want to be at his own pool, or he is going to want to go somewhere and do. He's not going to want to be at, at in Memphis for the Fourth of July. Yeah, I don't know, and, and I'll be
0: interested to see if people can convince because i think like the casual golf fan had every reason to go to the tournament this year like even if you're just you know fringe golf fan you wanted to experience it they created an awesome event that made it something that if you were on the bubble you probably chose yes like it was it was great but next year like if you're on the bubble between your annual family tradition of going to the lake for fourth of july and going to a golf tournament Uh, I don't know what you're gonna pick (laughs) I I mean obviously it depends on on the family that we're speaking to but um, yeah it'll be interesting I I don't love it I'll be honest but everyone else and their mother seems to think it's great in terms of people who Cover golf regularly, so oh, we'll see. Oh, they cover. Yeah,
2: the, 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 the two of us. I, we agree. I, I, I like to see that we agree on this because I was a little puzzled uh, by the reaction that there was. There was good news, uh, and I
0: think for me, like I, I'll be honest, like I definitely have a, a personal bias there. Like Fourth of July is my mother's birthday. It's my mom's seventieth birthday next year, so. For me, I look at it and I'm like, great, this is the worst possible time. So I I will admit, my my bias is super clouded in this situation. But I will be interested to see what other non-people whose mother's birthday don't happen to fall on this. Think about it.
2: Right. All right, Jessica, Vincent's joining us. We're talking about what we were – last thing on the golf tournament, uh, as we try to remember remember the week. Uh, one of the golfers gave away free beer to the media, I saw. Lots Heck, of- yes,
0: he did. His name is Kevin Tway, and he is my champion of the WGC FedEx Jude Invitational.
2: Right, I'd well. like
0: it to be written in stone.
2: All right. When, when did this free beer go out to the media? Who? I know the listeners want to know this. So nobody else is going to talk yeah. about this. I need you to tell us, Jessica. <laughs> who did you see drinking it? Who was shotgunning it? Who took it to? Who took two of them and and walked out? Who 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 was drinking this beer? Were people drinking it? What was what's the story? Uh,
0: <laughs> what happens <laughs> in the media room Stay in the media room. No, I I think it was really I found it fascinating because they put out the free beer at like eleven o'clock. Oh, so wow. yeah, it's early. Yeah, it was really early in the day. And so there was like a group of us younger people (laughs) who probably trended to, you know, we're like, I had a mem pop and I had a beer. I wasn't on the clock. I will. I would like to point out I was not on the clock yet. I was not, you know, doing work. Um, but it was one Michelobo troll. Like, it wasn't going to kill anybody. So, but... <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> asking.
2: Say. You did not have to reveal. Yeah, I wanted you to just it throw other class. people I, under the bus. I didn't want
0: I'm, I'm an honest, I'm an honest soul. I mean, I you're at the golf tournament. The Every, to, you're at a golf tournament. Lots of other people are drinking. It was very relaxing. Um, but oh, I would say, like, people tried, I think people had to have tried to sneak them, because one second there was a full cooler, and then by the end of the day, there was Nothing left in the cooler. So, But I didn't see people, just, you know, a ton of people casually drinking beers inside the media center. So I'm not sure where they came. But this is a true story. I was at the Memphis Redbirds game last night, and I went to grab a LaCroix, my little sparkling water that I drink (laughs) annoyingly every day, out of my backpack, and I pulled out a McAulter from the golf tournament that was still in my backpack from last weekend. So... (laughs) That is that is true, and it now is still sitting in my backpack, so I should probably
2: take it out. Oh, you know, speaking of Redbirds, I mean, they're probably like they are probably really upset about the golf tournament move because
0: yeah, that's true. That's,
2: that is absolutely true. If it, if Memphis has currently a Fourth of July tradition, it is the fireworks at the Redbirds. Like we don't, it's very inconsistent on whether or not there's going to be fireworks on the river. Or a drone show on the road, whatever. Every, every things are different every year. Different cities are doing their fireworks on different days. But one thing that's always consistent is the Redbirds. I believe since they since they moved into AutoZone Park in like the year two thousand, like it, they have had uh, the Fourth of July weekend game. So that has been what yeah. has happened. So uh, you always can see the fireworks on Fourth of July. So it's going to be uh, something for the for the Redbirds. Of course, it'll be after dark. So you could do both if you wanted. But
0: well, that'd be tough, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I, eh, not really. I guess just because I was there until eight o'clock every night, finishing up my stuff. I guess most people were out of there by like five thirty. Yeah, you could. Yeah, at the golf tournament. Right. Right. So you could. You could technically. Wow, that'd be a super sports day. You could That's do it. Some dedication.
2: But hey, maybe it maybe it will snow next July. Like it's been snowing in Memphis here for hey! for, for Christmas at Graceland.
0: <laughs> yes, t- such a beautiful sight to see downtown on the on the river in July was some snow that was just great Christmas. i was walking a do- I was walking one of our rover dogs and she was so confused she just could not figure Yo, out and i yeah. i couldn't figure out what it was made of either you could get right up to it again out of my curiosity i walked over to their set that they were actively working on uh last saturday or last sunday it was and I could not figure out what the snow was made of. I meant to ask. I regret not asking because I will wonder the rest of my life. I think you can find it. You can past. find it
2: out. I, I I think John Bifus at the Commercial Appeal has reported. Uh, oh, did he? Yeah, in, in detail okay. about these shoots because it's a big, big time right now. Memphis currently they're shooting Christmas in Graceland too, so you see, you see snow everywhere uh, ac- across the city, and they're also you yeah, have Bluff City Law uh, filming right now too. So it's the biggest uh, production time in the history of the Bluff City. So. Uh, Christmas, I can't wait. Christmas at Graceland too. The the fake snow. Dogs are confused by snow when it's cold outside sometimes, and then for them to have snow when it's when it's in the nineties is is really they 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 probably since the end of the world is coming, um, and you think they would panic like a storm storm is approaching and be like, oh no,
0: yeah. Uh, I had I will say like I because I posted a, a video of the snow on my Instagram story, and I had people not from Memphis. Who reached out and like legitimately thought it was snowing in July, oh, and they and I was like, "Come on!" I even included the the little Hallmark movie is filming pictures in the side of that. Uh, like, oh. and we're not that we're not that bad yet. Like, mm. no, we do not have snow in July. Thankfully, oh,
2: mercy, mercy, Mr. Percy. I, it was cool, but it wasn't that cool. But it could be next year. The. <laughs> The golf tournament happened this week, but the other thing we will remember, it's got to be this Grizzlies news that finally dropped. The, yeah. rumors, the rumors have been circulating all summer long, right? The Grizzlies are going to finally wear the throwbacks from the Vancouver days, and the news dropped this week. The Grizzlies not only will be wearing the Vancouver throwbacks, that will be this upcoming season, but then the season after that, they'll be wearing the Memphis throwbacks, so they're celebrating 25 years as a franchise this year with the Vancouver throwbacks, those ugly teal uniforms that are now actually. Oh my
0: gosh, you are not on the ugly side of that. Come on. They're
2: so ugly that they're, they're awesome. No, I love it. As okay, a, okay, cool. like I think they, especially, I think they've aged very well. Um, and uh, I am, I'm all for them wearing these uniforms.
0: I think uh, they are like the ultimate 90s nostalgia throwback. Exactly, like, yeah so that teal i swear to god i had a windbreaker that same exact color of teal when i was in like third grade it's teal and purple and that's what i think of when i see those and that's why i need one of those jerseys i think they're incredible oh if you want one of
2: the jerseys i think i do i do i want one. i do th- I, I, I think they're they're so 90s if there's any jersey that i really want one. that <laughs> personifies the 1990s and we're still uh, somebody you know host theme trivia every uh, every day uh, 90s name that tune 90s movie trivia we 90s love nostalgia the 90s. yeah 90s nostalgic trivia and 90s nostalgia is cool. it's just awesome and those jerseys look like the 1990s i like them i think they aged. i think they look better in 2019 because they're in the nostalgic mode than they did uh, when they were actually wearing them. You can't be a horrible team wearing those jerseys, and that's what they were, and the Grizzlies will be this year, though. So I guess you're going to wear these Vancouver jerseys, and it's going to remind the fans, well, at least we're not as bad, or at least there's not um, as little hope as there was when the team was actually wearing these jerseys uh, in
0: Canada. I guess, and I've seen like people are saying that like the salty factor comes from the Vancouver piece of it, but like I think it's cool. I mean, like Vancouver walked, so Memphis could run with the Grizzlies. Like, let it respect the heritage of the team, and where you know it doesn't have to be like a negative thing. It can be a, a cool thing.
2: I, I agree. I this I am really conflicted on this because that is the one problem that people seem to have. Some people in Memphis, I know. If people in Vancouver, have a problem with it. You know, that uh, is who I would like to to speak to. I need to see some more. Uh, I don't think they care probably because I haven't seen much come out of Vancouver maybe I've missed yeah. it, that somebody's <laughs> speaking up in Vancouver that Memphis is doing this but it is it's it's not n- normal. Of course, it's not normal in the NBA for many teams to move cities, right? That doesn't happen right. very much. The Grizzlies were the first team in like 20 years or something when they moved here. It was a long period of teams not moving. And then, and then you know, they at that the time also had the tradition. You kept the name even if you were a team with late you're about lakes and you moved to Los Angeles. Or if you're a team about jazz or your name was Jazz and you moved to Utah. It didn't matter what your team name was. You kept it. If you had a team named Grizzlies and you moved to Memphis, like you just – kept the name so that was the tradition at the time but they're gonna have to have the word vancouver on these jerseys because of trademarks and copyrights etc right and yeah. i would be uncomfortable with them changing that because i really the jersey was memphis uh i mean was vancouver when they when they wore those they never wore those jerseys in memphis which is unfortunate what should have happened is memphis should have yeah
0: it should have the kept first that season jersey the first season and yeah, then it's that memphis is, been.
2: yeah memphis is to do whatever you yeah. want with if you had it for one season and yeah. they didn't, they changed them to what is now the, you know, the people really love those, the, the black uniforms they wore in the first couple seasons at the pyramid. And those will be coming back as well for the 20th anniversary. The, I don't, there's just the, wearing the name of, of a city where the team started from and lost the team and they don't have a team yeah. again. Like, is something a little uncomfortable. I mean,
0: and like, I saw the, the example of like the Thunder would never wear Seattle. You know that would not fly ever in eight million years. Um, well, they so, can't. They
2: can't because part of that leaving the city somehow the city was able to retain the rights to Seattle. Yeah. So there was no way. Now, yeah. if 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 they still had the history just, and the is rights it just to just Muddied
0: them. is it only muddied because it's Canada? Is this a, like a total Canada problem? Or I don't, I don't know. know.
2: I I I will. It's, it's hard to find. The perfect analogy, right? You can't use the Oklahoma City one because that one really – Seattle was such an NBA team and city, right? Like, you yeah, you know, no, you're from that no, part of the country. There um, would
0: be, like, a civil war on the West Coast. A little cool J rapping about,
2: you know, losing to the Lakers. And, like, this, the they're an iconic team, the Supersonics were. And so to the point where the city retained the rights of the name and the history of that franchise before they moved. So that's not a fair example. People can go to, like – you could do the Baltimore – a Cleveland Browns example for in the foot in the football, but Cleveland immediately got a team back. So like also the Browns move, they were never going to wear Browns throwbacks in Baltimore, because it's true because the Browns got restarted in, in Cleveland. So you can't really use that one as example locally, right down the road, you have the Tennessee Titans. They played in Houston, right? They were the Houston Oilers. Right. And there's actually conversation going on in the middle part of this state about whether or not they should wear the Oilers throwbacks, but NFL has really crazy restrictions on helmets and stuff. And, but they did play as the Oilers in Tennessee. So if they played for a minute wearing Oilers stuff so they could wear the Tennessee Oilers throwbacks, which is just like the Oilers logo with the they had like the state and the stars incorporated in it so they could still wear the Tennessee Oilers throwbacks without, you know, making anybody mad, but also Houston has the team again. A lot of these situations the team that they left the city of, they have uh the team again. I did the did the uh, there's lots of confusion. Maybe like the Raiders or the Rams who have jumped around to cities after city on if they've ever won throwbacks that they are from other cities. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I can't find. I haven't been able to figure out is, is there an example yeah. of somebody.
0: Of this happening? Yeah, or quote is unquote. This a very unique, s- memorized yeah. experience to, we're about to have.
2: To steal the team. You stole the team, quote unquote. Yeah, we're we're the villains for and the... And now you're the,
0: stealing their city's name.
2: And now you're taking, <laughs> taking the jersey and the. Uh, that at least an embarrassment, right? So I don't know. Do do they get upset that you're taking their, like, this is an embarrassing piece of their history, but you're also bringing it back to light too. Like, look how terrible, not only did we lose our NBA team after five years, we had one of the worst jerseys in the history of the association. And you're going to bring it back to light. Now, don't don't get me wrong, Jessica. I'm not I'm insulting the the jerseys. I because I they they are it's our hard, own. Though. It's
0: hard. Our, this is a hard line for me to understand. The they I, I know it's confusing. I just
2: love them. They they are own. You can you know, they're our own. I'm just making fun of because because they are ours. I I it's like that do it's it's we right. have it's them cool. um I thank Vancouver for it. But I'm a little conflicted and worried uh, on what uh, to do, but that, the big twist. What do you
0: this, think about What do you think about the court?
2: That's what I'm saying. That was the big shocker, right? We okay. we had heard the rumors about the jerseys.
0: The court looks awesome. So the throwback court. I love the court. I think it looks really, really sleek. You have the grizzly in the middle, the the little 25s on each side, in the corner. I think the court looks really cool.
2: I think I think and I think
0: it'll yeah. look. I think most importantly, it'll look really cool on TV, and that's what. <laughs> you want right that's what you want because that's how other people see the court and then say oh did you see the grizzlies throwback court that was awesome
2: the uh what were what uh yeah no, absolutely i that that court uh it's i never knew i didn't even know this this throwback court's a thing or is this we're restarting something new yeah
0: yeah because you know like the like the miami vice court that they had uh, in miami but wasn't the
2: that but wasn't that tied into their city
0: uniforms or something
2: or was that Yeah, yes Yes, no it was their it was their city uniform this is it's cool it's a it's a cool way to do it I, they need to really lean more into this on these throwback nights when they're wearing these Vancouver jerseys can we get the FedEx form ticket takers the employees can they dress like mounties And we go all in on the Canadian theme <laughs> can we do I think't that, I
0: think, uh, Wasn't that uh, yeah, wouldn't sure, that be something <laughs> like yeah, that, they... that would be something that would absolutely be something. <laughs> Oh, that would be insane! Now I kind of want to see it.
2: We're gonna start the campaign right now.
0: That would be crazy. Okay, ten thirty-five
2: on on uh, Saturday. But August I will
0: say, I have never, third. I have never purchased a jersey in my life, and okay. I will most likely purchase one of these jerseys. I think they're so cool. That's not fair. I've purchased some jerseys, but not like in my adult life. I have not felt the need to purchase a jersey of a team that I've you know covered or been around or whatever but I think these are so cool like I would wear I would rock one of these in public and I think it would be
2: cool. Ended up being perfect timing for this because I mean this the Grizzlies enter this rebuilding uh stage of the of the of the franchise to Honor the past, get people excited. You need little things to get you excited when you go through one of these long eighty-two game seasons, where you know you're not making the playoffs, where each game is <laughs> about the each game is about the small little details. It's about how does John Morant do? How does Jaron Jackson play? What are the things surrounding the game, like the jerseys and what's cool new things you can see, uh, or slash old things, I guess if you're wearing throwbacks. So it's that's it's it's exciting uh going forward so jessica we gotta we gotta wrap it up we're past time i will talk to you I, I will talk to you next time we'll see if we have some I'm, this has been such a great summer of news something's happening every oh, single week amazing. we are into no, august like football is actually happening a little bit too right now like this is this is something yeah we'll find over.
0: out next week if there's any more trash talk between memphis and ole miss that we can talk about
2: oh yeah it's already Maybe. building the the anticipation for August thirty first, I believe, is that the day? Yeah, Saturday on,
0: morning on local twenty four, two hour pregame show coming at you.
2: You're gonna on be, local twenty four, a two hour pregame show on the thirty first. Yes. Is this pre recorded? Yes, you're going to be you're going to be live? No,
0: live. We're going to be there's going to be a, a team live from uh, Tiger Lane from what is it what, eight to nine no nine to ten and then uh, leading up to the game we'll be doing our standard pregame show from ten to eleven.
2: Now this Ta-da. week it, it was just old Miss talk, talking some trash this week, right?
0: There was a little Memphis talking trash too. There was oh. a little bit.
2: All right. All right. Well, well, I mean it's it is, it's great. I, I was telling you that this uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess this this uh rivalry uh is fun to start the season with. This is the, the best game to start the season with oh, in absolutely. this in this area uh that we live here in the Mid-South. It's a perfect start to the season. So lo- sure. lots on the line for both teams. Jessica? Yes. Thank you very okay. much. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great one. All right, you too. Okay, talk to them. Bye. That's Jessica Benson, Local 24. Follow her at Local 24, Jessica on Twitter. She uh, will be on your TVs tonight on Local 24. We're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come out. We're going to talk more about these uh, Grizzlies jerseys that were revealed this week. Uh, very, uh, very interesting. The Vancouver jerseys coming back the original Memphis Grizzlies jersey's coming back. We'll talk more about that as we approach the top of the hour. Uh, Amari San Kofi will join us. On the other side, you're listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports 86 and 877
1: FM. From Penny the Tiger player. I think it's just the way this through Penny the Tiger coach. Well, I think the, the main game plan is we can
0: teach you. We're going to develop you. We're
1: going to get you better. For over 25 years, we have been real sports talk for Memphis in the Mid South. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.
2: Hotel. The street lamp, Welcome back.
0: Down.
2: Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. Of course, we're here on Sports 56 now on 87.7 FM coming up in just a moment. We'll be joined here in studio by Amari uh, Sancopa, who works for The Athletic, writes about the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, we'll talk to him about these courts because he's got his outside perspective, of course, as someone who's been in Memphis now for about a year, and uh, he can really, you know, kind of give us the are are we are we as Memphians are we being disrespectful by getting excited about wearing Vancouver Grizzly jerseys when we technically technically are the city we're the villain to Vancouver. Uh, basketball fans were the ones who took the Grizzlies away from them, and when they when they moved here uh, after five years in uh, Vancouver, and now we're gonna wear those jerseys. Do we have the right to wear the jerseys that say Vancouver across the chest? They look cool. They the jerseys look awesome, but should we be doing it? Is it the right thing to do to be wearing these Vancouver? Grizzlies jerseys here, but uh, joining me now in studio, he writes for the Athletic. His name is Omari Saint Kofi. I don't know if you were listening on your way in. I blended your name in with Kofi Kingston. I actually accidentally called you uh, Saint Kofi. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know, that's all right. You know, I've been I've been compared to Kofi before. Uh, you know, I think it's just the the name similarity. But hey, he's a great wrestler. I'm not I'm not, not offended by it.
2: And we'll, we'll talk wrestling with you coming up here at 11 o'clock during the wrestling. I will also take your phone calls during the wrestling hour today. If you were at Smackdown Live in FedEx Forum the other night, uh, we want to hear from you listening and on the radio. But we'll talk about Smackdown later. Let's talk about the Grizzlies. Now, what are your thoughts? I know this is the biggest Grizzlies news we've had in, in, in a few weeks. Uh, about the, the throwback jerseys. Is it okay for fans to be excited about wearing these Vancouver jerseys? Jerseys from a team
1: in which they, from a city, that they stole the team from? You know, I think, uh, and I saw some people on Twitter uh, were, I wouldn't say up in arms, but uh, maybe weren't quite on board with it because they said Vancouver on them. The way I see it, you know, their throwback jerseys might as well go all the way. I've always been a fan of the uh the 90s teal uniforms, right. uh, you know, being born and raised in Detroit, you know, being a Pistons fan growing up, and uh, the Pistons had teal jerseys as well. So I think I'm just naturally more inclined to be uh, a fan of them. But I think they look really nice, uh, you know, especially considering that the Grizzlies are sort of in a transitionary period, uh, you know, especially as far as branding as they transition out of grit and grind. This is a nice uh, placeholder, especially as, uh, you know, John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. attempt to kind of create their own brand. So uh, I like the jerseys a lot. I think the court looks really nice. Uh, you know, I think for the most part, fans are really excited and on board with it, and uh, this seems to be a positive move for the franchise overall. I mean, yeah, it's hard to not like the
2: jerseys at this point. You'd be, who's anti-90s nostalgia? I mean, the jerseys are, they're not, they're, they're ugly in a good way, and I, actually to the point where maybe they're not ugly anymore. I don't know. I mean, Maybe can be slowly convincing myself, maybe they're not ugly. I, they sure are, though, to me. So I'm, I I like that they're wearing the jerseys, but can you think of another scenario where a team's wearing the throwback of of, this, of, uh, of wearing a throwback jersey from a city where they, where they quote-unquote, stole the team from? We never want to look at ourselves as the heels in this situation, but, I mean, the, the facts are when – you know, the people are always concerned, oh, the Grizzlies might move. Not always, all people, but there are people. There's a contingent of people that would be concerned. And when the if, if it ever happened that the Grizzlies moved, that they will hate the city that takes the Grizzlies. They will despise them. Of course they've been here now for almost twenty years versus five years uh that the Grizzlies were in Vancouver. Uh, we'll just even say the ex- would fans be upset if the Memphis Express moved to <laughs> to Vancouver and they were the Vancouver Express and they wanted to wear the Johnny Manziel throwbacks?
1: Uh, I don't know if that's a perfect uh, analogy, but this is there
2: another example
1: out there? You know, it would it would be like if if uh, the the Thunder had like throwback Super Sonics jerseys. I think you know, there's a lot of Sonics fans, and if they were to do that, I think a lot of Sonics fans would say. Uh, you know, we're nowhere near. Oklahoma that would be city. that would be the reverse. I think
2: if the Grizzlies left Memphis and and moved to to wherever fill in fill in, fill in the blank of of the of Las Vegas or something, and people would be and they were wearing the Grizzly stuff there. I think that's Seattle, longtime NBA team, the, the iconic NBA team, right? So I would I would five year new franchise leaves to go to another city. That city wears the throwbacks. God, there's just not many examples. In the NBA, nobody ever would move. No.
1: no teams just didn't move in it. the NBA. Right. And there's only been a handful of teams that have actually but Seattle, changed.
2: Like the, the, Oklahoma City cannot. They're not legally allowed to to wear it. We had a situation. I know, um, I mean, the Hornets have just bounced around all over. But the Hornets, uh, there was the the post-Katrina Hornets, or was it, that they had to play in Oklahoma City, and that's ended up how Oklahoma City got a team, right? Because they showed support for the Hornets, and then they, right, uh, when the Hornets played there temporarily. So, the, for a second, there was Oklahoma City Hornets jerseys that Chris Paul was wearing, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Is my, does that make sense too? That's right. That's, that sounds. That, didn't about you see right, yeah. the the Chris Paul got got traded? Didn't he just get traded uh, to the Hornets or Oklahoma City or somebody? Who did he get traded to? Yeah, he what's, did what's get traded to Oklahoma City. Right, and yeah. so he had the Oklahoma City Hornets. Or he had an Oklahoma City Hornets jersey, so he's, like, back. It all comes full circle that he actually has played for Oklahoma City before when he was playing there post-Katrina.
1: Um, and you know, I'd actually read uh, from a, uh, a, a beat writer that uh, covered Oklahoma City and is now elsewhere that Oklahoma City fans have always been partial to Chris Paul because they remember that uh, season when uh, the Hornets were displaced uh, out of New Orleans. Right. And, uh, you know, he— Played there for basically a season. And, uh, you know, he's not quite, you know, a homegrown star, but he was really the first star that a lot of basketball fans there watched. Right. Because they embraced that team. Right. And he that was like, that was
2: awesome, Chris Paul. Like the the sky was the limit for him at, at that point. Is he still, so is he still with Oklahoma City right still now? Still with That's Oklahoma City.
1: Uh, I think they were looking for trades for him. I haven't heard anything about that since. So. But maybe this is more like, I guess you could look at the Bobcats, Charlotte.
2: Situation, Maybe it's kind of similar to that. I mean, like, Bobcats had to be in the association while another city used their name. Like, Charlotte got a team back, but another city was kind of the reverse of the Browns and Ravens in the NFL, where the Browns lost their team but kept their name, and Charlotte lost their team and had to use the worst name in the NBA for a minute.
1: Right. Yeah, it was a weird switch around where now they created the new Pelicans, and now the Bobcats technically no longer exist. Right. And
2: they're back to the Hornets. Right. And yada, yada, yada. But Vancouver's not getting an NBA team again, ever, ever. <laughs> not in our lifetimes. But so, I, so you're saying it's fine. Don't feel uncomfortable. I just feel a little uncomfortable, right? Like, is it, the, do, is it the right thing to do to be wearing the jerseys? That's their thing. Let that be their thing. We got the team. And so are we honoring them in this way? And if we do, as I just mentioned to Jessica Benson, I want us to go all in. I want the FedEx Forum ticket takers. I want the ushers. I want everybody there to be wearing uh, Mountie outfits that night. So they dress as Mounties, the Canadian police.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, let's just go all the way, right? You know, I can't can't think of two coaches that are uh, probably have fewer similarities than than the Miffin Southern culture and, you know, whatever (laughs) culture Vancouver has. I can't even tell you. Will they? they, They've got to, right? Played the Canadian national anthem on those nights. Like, have we, has anybody talked about this? Man, I'm, they need to go all the way. You have two Canadian players on the team, and Brandon Clark and Dylan Brooks. Uh-huh. I mean, this is there's there's potential here. Uh, I, I don't know if I've ever actually heard a Canadian national anthem in the real. Life. No, I take that back. I heard it for the first time earlier this year. But it's on the Toronto at the Toronto game at the uh, Toronto game. Yeah, but, and you you
2: heard it a ton if you watched the, the NBA playoffs because Toronto in in you know, every game of the NBA, of the uh NBA finals they were in every round though that is that is a really good question i i just, i just thought i mean the mounty idea is not going to happen probably i'll i'll try to get you know i think it would add to the visual now that they got that court too the court looks awesome right
1: the court looks amazing uh you know i really like I really like that they just embrace this all the way through and that the court's also going to be and play the same as that they were the jerseys. Uh, Throwback you know, court I mean, is awesome. Yeah, like that honestly may be the best part of it. Like that's a beautiful court. I'm excited to play on that court in 2K20 when it comes out in the <laughs> right. that No, that is, that is the best because it came as a surprise. The rumors about the jerseys have been
2: going on. The talk about the jerseys, our, our uh, buddy Anthony saying, uh, you know, people like him have been talking about wearing these jerseys for years and years and years and years and years. And years. And uh, so that's not a surprise that they're going to wear throwback jerseys because eventually it was going to happen. But the court, uh, it looks nice. That's a, a cool element. And I just, I, I think we've got to to pay if we're really paying our respects to Vancouver. The Canadian national anthem uh, needs to be played before all of those games that they're wearing those Vancouver jerseys. They should. Do Somebody's got to perform Commit
1: that all the way. Don't don't do this halfway. You know, you only have a handful of games next year. Where you're going to have the whole Vancouver thing. Uh, you know, just fully pay respect to Canada. You know our Canadian brothers and sisters. You know who, maybe a few Vancouver nights. It's Vancouver nights, right? I don't know if they go by a few Vancouver people who live in Vancouver the, yeah. will probably tune into this game. You know, I'm sure there's some stray fans out there who you know remember the Grizzlies fondly, and uh, you know let's just let's just go all the way with this. Let's commit fully. Uh, you know, serve. I guess they serve poutine in Vancouver. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you know, just. Let's <laughs> that's, that's just go all the way. I want poutine in the media room that day.
2: Oh, yeah. for uh, Absolutely. They should add it to the menu. Uh, you should, it should be available for purchase at the concession stands this season, at least on those nights. Or you get like, they have like the Pepsi family pack where you can pay like X amount of dollars. You get four tickets for hot dogs. Replace the hot dogs with poutine. Let's, let's go. It. Let's do it. Like, let's they need to really lean into this. Let's go all Canadian here. I mean, hell, they went in all wrestling last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They actually only went a half in on the wrestling last year, but uh, lots of nights, but didn't lean. I want you, if you do the theme, this was my big rant about wrestling last year. Like, if you're going to do this theme, do it. Dress up like Mounties. Screw the Canadian National Anthem. Do power packs with poutine power packs. (laughs) There you go. It works perfectly, too, the poutine power packs. Anything else happening? We're talking with Amari uh, Sankofa. He's in studio with us today. He's going to hang around in the wrestling hour in a minute, talk about his experience in SmackDown Live on Tuesday. But any other Grizzlies news has happened since Summer League here. It seems like it was very slow. Everybody in Memphis talking about, you know, all the best golf players in the world are in town and uh, kind of ignoring some of the best basketball players in the world that uh, are here all the, all the time. What, is, what are we, uh, any other, anything happening with the Grizzlies? This yeah, is it. so they it just been...
1: finalized the signing of uh, Marco D- D- Derrick a few days ago. Uh, 6'5 oh, shooting yeah. guard out of, you know, Serbian shooting guard. His signing had been. Uh, reported for a while they just made it official uh, with that Grizzlies are up to 18 players in the roster and no, they, you know this is probably uh, the end of their offseason in a sense that they're not going to sign any additional players uh, but I know fans were excited with the addition of Marco uh, he had a really good season for him last year really efficient shooter got some playmaking ability Uh, You know, it's like the slowest part of the offseason as of now, but that's probably the last bit of news that may come out for a bit. So definitely worth bringing up.
2: Which was cool. They dropped this and the Christmas schedule came out. The Grizzlies not playing on Christmas, uh, which is which is great. Uh, The same week that, of course, the golf tournament are playing on 4th of July. So that w- would have been something if we had the golf tournament of July and the Grizzlies on Christmas. It's like, jeez, let me have my holiday here. We'll play sports other days. It's yeah. <laughs> never,
1: you know, I've never, you know, I guess from like a fan standpoint, it's cool to have those Christmas games because it signifies that you are one of the teams yeah. that people most want to watch. Uh, you know, as I guess people in media who have to work uh, when those things happen, I'm, I'm happy that I'll have my Christmas to myself. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies are certainly on a, a track to, you know, maybe have a Christmas game, you know, within three, four years. So uh, fans, you would get that. But just for yeah. the sake of the sanity of everybody in media who wants family time, uh, this is this is good news for me.
2: Well, just be careful what you wish for. Like, I think once you get it right, you, you want the idea of it because that means you're legit and you're respected. But do you really want to go to FedEx Forum on Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> like, and- are you really going to do that? The first time, maybe. But, like... Like, every, like have it more than once? I don't know. The first time will be historic. It will be a big deal. But uh, I don't think you really want to go to FedEx Forum on Christmas of all days.
1: I mean, not necessarily. I mean, to me, I think I think the Christmas games are cool to signify, like, yeah, you are— You watch it on
2: TV. It's a TV event. You have right. it on uh, in between doing stuff with the family, right. taking a nap, opening a gift.
1: But when it comes down to it, if you have a game on Christmas Eve, home game on Christmas Eve, like, to me, that's superior because Christmas Eve is, like, half of the holiday, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Uh, you know, you still get the, the day off. You can still have the actual event. And then the next day, you can actually spend time with your family, you know, as your kids, open presents, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, we don't know if they have a Christmas Eve game yet, of course. But to me, that's the best of both worlds. Christmas, that is on the list.
2: of There's a there's few things this franchise have yet to, like, just, you know, you got to check off your first, right? Obviously, they've never had, like, a... Uh, uh, nba MVP on the team or they've never made the nba finals but christmas day is also one of those things on the list of uh when you're when you're falling that's what's so great about falling the grizzlies because it's such, still a new franchise and everything they're accomplishing you're you're watching them from the the bottom up and now you're doing it literally again when this as they've uh, uh reshuffled the deck and are, are kind of doing a this reboot here with the new generation do we have it we don't have, they don't have a slogan out yet what we're calling this what we're calling this this um this I don't think rude, rude so yet. Yeah. If 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 they do, I've uh, missed it. They need something, you're right? Like, they gotta have something. We'll find out what the marketing branding is going to be. Uh, gotta get re- get get away from the grit and grind. Finally,
1: yeah, it's about it's about time for that. Uh, you know, I've seen. I've seen fans come up with hashtags for next season. You know, our teams, when they're going to be bad, they come up with hashtags for like the next uh, right n- number one pick or whatever. Somebody else a comment under my story uh, hashtag wait for Wiseman. So I don't know if it's going to catch on, but uh, <laughs> you know, you have like the process or
0: the process uh, yeah. or,
1: uh, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever hashtag you come up with, depending on who the first. The first round pick is that that year. Like I know when Edgie Wiggins was number one, like people were coming up with different hashtags, like so and so for Wiggins.
2: There, there, there needs to be some type of a pun with Jay because you're two yeah. biggest players. Jaron Jaren Jackson Jr. and Ja Morant. There's something there with the Jays.
1: There's maybe. something. I've, I've heard the J Crew. You have Jaren, the J. J. Ja, uh, mm-hmm. Jay Crowder, uh, Jonas. There's probably whenever Just the there, J like, Crew. Yeah, the that's... J Crew.
2: That's yeah, that's not terrible. how much you how much you can use that uh, in marketing since it's a real brand, I don't know. But uh that's a good I like it. That's not that's not, that's not bad that's not bad at all. Amari oh. uh, Sankofa joining us in studio. You can follow him at Omari Sankofa on social media. That's uh, on Twitter, O-M-A-R-I-S-A-N-K-O-F-A. Hey, we're gonna take a quick time out when we come back, it's time to talk wrestling on the radio. You ready for this? Uh I'm more than ready. <laughs> you've got a, you've got such a uh, storied history with professional <laughs> wrestling in this town. Uh, yeah. You you go to all the nine hundred one wrestling events and uh, you get to hit up SmackDown your first WWE event uh, this past Tuesday night at FedEx Forum so we're going to talk about that if you went to SmackDown jump in on the phone lines three six zero eighty two fifty five we're going to talk SmackDown coming up in our number two the wrestling hour starts next you listen to Street live here on Sports 96 one and 87.7 seven seven FM.